I didn't have a clear Some vision. Some people's worst nightmare. Right? right? <laughs> many, which, public many speaking. Now, this is a true nightmare for me because normally <laughs> I love to talk and I can always know what to talk about. Uh, Speak Easy Studios. Speak and be heard. Welcome to the studio at 1201, where we are bringing you interesting conversations with entrepreneurs, creatives, leaders, and world changers to impact and inspire. Let's connect. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review with all the stars. And most importantly, remember you belong here. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Conversations With. Yeah. I am one of your co-hosts, Jeanette Brown, and I am joined by the amazing, the the vibrant, the wonderful uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Olive. Yeah. She's like, all right, that's enough adjectives. <laughs> and we're I here. mean, stop. Come on, stop. <laughs> come on, stop. Come on. Uh, we've got another conversation for you. Uh, and if you like stories, this is going to be one to lean in and listen to. The storyteller himself. The one and only Derek Hatch. What's up, my Woo-hoo. friend? What's up, guys? Hey, hey, it's like we're just hanging out like we do every week. I yes, know, I know, love we're, it. So, if you don't know, Derek's Derek is a part of Twelve O One here, um, and he has a podcast of his own. That's right, as well. What's all the name of it? Na- all things narrative podcast. All things narrative. Podcast. Everything about Jeremy. I mean, oh my goodness, Jeremy! <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy! Shout out to Jeremy! Uh-huh. Oh, Jeremy. In, the, in the lab, listening yes, in. He yes. literally just finished setting up all the cameras and the mics. The unsung hero of our podcast. Shout yes. Out. Um, so. Derek is all things narrative. Derek is all things narrative. <laughs> See, I even forgot your name. I, I just call you all things narrative. That's yeah. how comfortable we are with each other. Yeah. Sometimes we just, you know, we're in the zone. There you yeah, go. I want, I want some Derek fun facts. Throw, throw out a few fun facts about yourself that we may not know. Oh, gosh. Okay. Fun fact. Well, it's hard because I kind of know you guys, right? I know. So let me see something the that people listening the listeners at home that mm-hmm. you don't, you want like a funny one or like a serious one? Give us a couple. Give us a funny and a serious. Okay. So, I don't know if it's funny, but I had to have braces twice. Oh, no. Ouch. You see, I had to have them on the top because I had a big, like, overbite. Okay. You know? Uh-huh. And so, my teeth were just super whack. And then, so, I had them in fourth grade. Yeah. I had to have them for, like, I think, like, two years. Yeah. Then, they, I took them off, and then they are like, all right, you got to do it again. No, for, for the bottom? For another two years. Terrible. For all, all it, I do the top <sighs> and the bottom again. So, for a while, so, you just had, like, perfect top teeth and not so perfect <laughs> bottom teeth? Or what was that? Yeah, I mean, the, the first <laughs> no. time they were like, oh, this is just going to correct your overbite. Then the second time, it's going to straighten out everything else. Dang. Wow. So, I'd have braces twice, but I got to give a shout out to my mom who <laughs> yes. paid for braces we twice. Moms. Yes. Yes. So that's, a, that's an interesting fun fact. Yes. What's yeah. your other one? What's so your... a little more serious one, but you know, also shout out my mom and dad for this one uh-huh. too. So, uh, when I was five years old, I had a pediatrician that noticed that something was off about my development mm. and that I wasn't growing at a, a normal rate. In fact, I wasn't really growing at all. Oh my God. So I actually had a growth hormone deficiency where my pituitary gland had shut down completely wow. and just turned off. Don't and even stopped know working. where a pituitary gland is in the <laughs> yeah. body. So, and it's that important. It's That's that, why it's wow. it makes you grow. So, um, yeah. So basically, uh, this was in the 90s, and there weren't a lot of growth hormones, especially for children, that were on the market. Oh, so as a yeah. result, uh, I had to get almost like an experimental growth hormone um, that I was kind of like one of the first to go on. Um, so I was like in this like science magazine. And I was going to ask, are you in the books? I am in a book. <laughs> wow. Yes. So 
Yeah, and the I had to act. have so I had to have injections for ten years. Oh my um, goodness! They were injecting growth hormones. Gro- injecting growth hormones wow. for ten years. Wow. Yep. So, they couldn't find a growth hormone that also fixed your teeth without braces. That's nope. messed up. I wish. That's messed up. I wish. Listen, I was an interesting kid, you know, especially the second round of braces because by that point, the last two years on growth hormone, I'd have an injection every day. Oh, so, wow. And they hurt, you know, they were, yeah. you know, even though you. What would have happened time. if you hadn't have gotten the growth hormones? I would have probably had something along the lines of like dwarfism or something. Wow. I would have just completely stopped, like, Developing and growing. We would have had been having a completely different conversation different story, today. Wow. Right? Speaking so, of stories. Yep, that's look right. At the segue. Always it always comes back to stories, yes, guys. And yes. let me say this. We have been doing man, we probably have eight to ten of these podcasts now, yeah. conversations with under our belt. Without fail, every single time people in your chair mm-hmm. bring up their stories, right. stories That's are right. important. And every single time in my head, I'm like, oh, dare catch all things narrative. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm honored because that is my end goal is to be, become the story guy, right? As much as, uh, you know, I'm able to, because we all have a story, right? Yeah. There's, there's some things that are uniquely yours. You've got your own genetic code, yeah. right? You've got, you know, your own social security number. Yeah. Um, you've got some unique markers, that define who you are yeah. and your story is one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about stories that's so interesting is that not only do you have a unique story in terms of a unique series of events uh, in a sequence, right? With their own yeah. different themes that appear at different moments, right? That mm-hmm. define who you are. But it just so happens that this thing that we call stories, right? It's not just something that's ours. It's part of a shared experience totally. of what it means to be human. Yes. So it's this uh, beautiful uh, contradiction almost, or this tension. I like that word better. Tension. This tension between having a story that's uniquely yours, but at the same time, having a story that resonates with people and, people and connects together. with people. Exactly. Oh, I so that's that. why, that's why I love storytelling is yeah. living in that tension. And my entire life has been about living in different kinds of tension. So and, I feel really comfortable there. And before wow. I met you, um, mm-hmm. And I specifically remember the conversation I had right here out in the foyer area at a table uh-huh. where you talk, told me all about all things narrative. And you've you've turned storytelling into an incredible, impactful business program. What on earth is it? Tell, tell the people if you can explain kind of yeah, what that looks abs- like. Absolutely. So I'll back up a little bit and just kind of mention like what all things narrative like – uh, why all things yeah. narrative, right? Um, and there's a lot of reasons why, but when it comes to what we're talking about here with storytelling, uh, the reason why I wanted to create something called all things narrative is because I feel like storytelling is this universal thing that brings us together as people, right. but there's a lot of people having separate conversations about what we call narrative or story, right? Yeah. So you've got um, the stories themselves that we love, uh, whether it be in novels, 
uh, films, the fictional stories or the mm-hmm. non-fictional stories of real life yeah. people that we look up to in history, yes. right? That's but, okay. But you've got people who talk about the psychological significance, like Joseph Campbell or even uh, like a modern day, like a Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah, yes. And you've got people like Donald Miller who are talking about, well, how do we take the storytelling principles and apply them to our businesses, to our lives, right? Right. And then you've got this whole other realm called narrative therapy uh, where you've got great thinkers and people uh, in different realms of counseling and social work and education that are trying to wrap their minds around, well, how does this relate to the work that we do with communities, with people who are struggling in different ways? Yeah. But I wanted to create a place where we can put all these different conversations together. And there's a lot of tension in what I do. There's a lot of tension in who I pull from, right? Because narrative is built on tension, you know, like what we shared a moment ago. And so I want people to be okay with that tension, to be okay with uh, the messiness of life as it presents Mm. itself, right? And being able to recognize that despite the tension and the messiness and the things that feel uncomfortable, at the end of the day, your story matters because it's in this messiness and this tension Mm. that we actually find meaning. Yes. Mm. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love your passion for stories. I, it's, I find storytelling to be an art form. Yes, Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, I, are there any stories either in your own life or stories you've heard that like set the stage for all of this or how, what was the linchpin, like the catalyst to, for you to start recognizing. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the kind of the the story yeah. of how the story share, company share story with us, came Derek. about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've always been passionate about stories, but that's always just kind of been there. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a, a sense of knowing what I was going to do with that for a long time, yeah. right? And that pas- passion developed between just loving stories in general to recognizing the worth of my own story and Mm -hmm. the dignity and value, right? To uh, understanding the Christian, the Judeo-Christian, you know, narrative and in in the Bible and what that story meant for my life and meant for us as people. So I've always been on this journey with story. But in early 2018, I remember uh, I had a dream and it was this dream where I was in a boardroom and I had to get up and share something and I got up and I didn't have anything to share mm. because I didn't have a clear Some vision. Some people's worst nightmare. Right? right? <laughs> many, which, public many speaking. People. Now this is a true nightmare for me because normally I love to talk and I can always know what to talk about. Uh. But that dream was actually a wake up call because I realized I don't know where my story, where I want my story to go. The story uh. of my life, right? I had no sense of direction yeah. and I needed clarity for that. And so part of that was coming through people, coming that uh, part was coming through prayer as well, right? And I remember I felt this this nudge. We, maybe we felt the nudge before. Have you guys felt that nudge oh, yeah. where you know there's something you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the nudge that I felt, which was really random, was, hey, <laughs> go seek out this book by Donald Miller. Hmm. I've read Donald Miller before and I knew the book, but there was some nudge that told me I needed to read this book, Interesting. right? Interesting. And the, so what a random nudge. Yes, <laughs> very random. Yeah. But I was like, sure, you know, Million Miles, A Thousand Years, like I've heard of that book and, you know, I, I was familiar with it. But as I was, I actually was listening to it on my way to work every day. And it was like, literally the, the pieces were starting 
the pieces in that moment were starting to come together. Wow. As I was reading about Donald Miller and how his life changed by viewing it as a story, by applying, because he is a storyteller. He's yeah. a writer, right? Yeah. But he began applying storytelling to uh, the life way that he business, saw his life. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, even before business, oh, that's true. he just started with his life. Yeah. And so like every day there would be quotes, you know, you, you just have quotes that yeah. just sit with you. Right. Yep. So like one of them, for example, I mean, I could read a ton of these, but I one see a bookmark, he's prepared, I, I'm he's ready prepared for, this. for this conversation. So one that he says here is, um, cause he's talking about in this chapter about how like we go see movies and, and they're meaningful stories and the storytellers take time to craft meaningful narratives. Right. And so he says here, I wonder then if when people say life is meaningless, what they really say is their lives are meaningless yeah. mm. and their stories are meaningless. Wow. I mean, there's nothing worse than if we sat through uh, a story and there was no sense of meaning or purpose to it, yeah. right? But how I've many people sit in those? Yeah, oh, I feel absolutely. like that's what Hollywood is putting out <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Yes, it is. Bring me back on and we'll do that one. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll tackle that. But. How many people do that with their lives? Yeah. How many people feel like they're not living a meaningful story? Mm -hmm. And so, so reading, many people, so many people. And so reading that book was really what started to kick things off. Mm -hmm. But I, I, again, I knew there was something there, but I didn't quite know what it was going to look like. Right. So fast forward a year later and my boss gives me this book to read uh, called Finding God in the Graffiti, Empowering Teenagers Through Stories. So I was working uh, in an arts program in the inner city of West Palm Beach. And in this program, you know, I was writing curriculum. I was teaching different kinds of classes and I was thinking about different ideas of like incorporating like a multi arts kind of class built around storytelling. And so she's like, you got to read this book. And I'm like, okay. So I read this book and this book was like the next piece where I was like, Oh, okay. This is the, what if Donald Miller's book was like, Oh, this is what this is kind of like the, how, like hmm. I want to create meaningful experiences where people can explore their stories. Right. Because when we explore our stories, we're also exploring who we are. Mm. So there's this quote in here that, and tell me what you guys think of this, all right? It says, this core life narrative is the enduring identity that grounds our sense of self. It clusters into a cohesive whole all of the particulars of our personal identity. It provides us with a past that has resonance and stability. It propels us toward a future with an identifiable goal. It gives us a sense of character that remains constant within the variety of contexts we may find ourselves in. It defines our values, identifies our people, and mobilizes us to act in the world with purpose and significance. In essence, our story answers the question of our identity, who am I? So when you hear that quote, what stands out to you there? Who am I? The last, I guess, yeah. the last, mm -hmm. the last part. Struggling for identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we know, I mean, you guys see that we're in a time right now where a lot of people are right. struggling, mm -hmm. especially young people, right? Yeah. Struggling with that sense of, well, who am I? And not just who am I, but who am I becoming? Which is almost an even harder question to ask, yeah. right? Because then you have to think about what you're putting in yeah. and what you're giving your story to. And so if we could be intentional about our story, right? And I learned from this book, actually, that there was a whole field of study called narrative therapy. Mm. And narrative therapy helps people to be more intentional about becoming agents, uh, personal having personal agency in their own stories, right? So the first narrative therapy I ever got, when I was thinking about 
uh, the first book I got when I was thinking about doing a master's program, which I ended up doing, um, was by the guy who runs the school. His name's David Denborough. And the first section of the first page, I was like, this is it right here. Y'all, like, Derek. This is it. I got it. Derek, Kate, he's, he's giving us a whole TED Talk yes, right now. Yes. Sorry. I'll stop here. I'll stop here with this. This is great. But um, who we are and what we do are influenced by the stories that we tell about ourselves. Mm. While we can't always change the stories that others have about us, we can influence the stories we tell about ourselves and those we care about. And we can, with care, rework or rewrite storylines of identity. Mm. And I was like, that is what I, I want to do. So yes. I'm going to go learn from the best people who know how to do this in the University yeah. of Melbourne in Australia. Wow. And so I was able to do that thanks to COVID, uh, to do the program <laughs> virtually and and then as I was, hear, thanks COVID. Thanks. That's the one, <laughs> one thing, right? We got, you know, that and me working here. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right. That's we right. have a whole podcast episode. Yeah. About. <laughs> yes. Oh, Kel, good idea. That's, we got to tell it's a story there. Yeah, it's a story. story. There. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. But then it was in my, uh, my research, uh, innovation project and thesis that I came up with essentially what became the foundation for my all things narrative coaching program. Yeah. Whew. Well, wow, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I I want to hear some some like personal nuggets. You've heard so many people's stories and you've helped I know people shape how to tell their stories. Like I said it's an art form. And what's have there has there been any moment of meaning where you're like wow th- this is why I do what I do? You, and if so, could you share an example of one? Yeah. Yeah. There's lots. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to get teary-eyed. Like, <laughs> something about that question just went right into my soul. Dive in. You know? Yeah. I think the thing that has broken my heart over the years is when people, when people feel like their story isn't seen or heard or that it's valued or that it matters. Right. Mm. And I've worked with people in many different capacities, sometimes one-on-one, sometimes within groups, Mm -hmm. within communities, right. Uh, Within organizations. And the thing that like never ceases to amaze me is the power of just getting people in a room and just, you know, all about creating spaces, right, Jeanette? Yep. So when you create that space where people can just share their stories mm-hmm. and they truly it's like magic, it is like magic. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's funny cause sometimes I just feel like my job is just to facilitate, to, to facilitate and get the ball yes. rolling for people. Right. Yeah. Um, you almost feel like a missionary where you have this good news, right. And you just want to come in. And part of the good news I have is like, take time and listen to each other's stories yeah. because there's something so healing and beautiful yes. in just the act. Uh, we, I had someone in school that I, I heard say this is that receiving the act of receiving another story is sacred. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that goes back so centuries, right? Mm-hmm. Where it used to be, that was how you passed down mm-hmm. your family's history, Absolutely. your culture, uh, your beliefs, mm-hmm. like everything was around a campfire or just at your family home and this narrative, um, oratory yeah. tool yeah. 
before anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's one thing to know how to shape your own story and to have the tools to really evaluate your life and see the puzzle pieces, see the road yeah. that you, you've marked out and can create something so beautiful. I think it really redeems a lot of the garbage that we can go through. Oh, absolutely. And then have it be another thing entirely when you can take that beautiful mess mm-hmm. <laughs> that that you've lived and use it as a tool to impact. And so like, for instance, the storyteller sessions shows mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we've started what here. Is, what is that? The storyteller. Oh, Ke- I would love to tell you, Kelly. Please, Thank please you. do. Thank you for, for all asking. those who don't <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, so we have started uh, a show called Storyteller Sessions. Uh, last year, we launched it, and it is a quarterly showcase of your stories. So we have a theme every single show that our audience helps comes up, come up with, and it's fun to hear the, the theme ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have people can show up the night of the event and they get to they put their name on a piece of paper saying i have a true story it's mine to tell and i want to share it with the audience yeah. and we gather just mm-hmm. like we've been doing yep. for centuries mm-hmm. to share stories and we pull names we never know who's going to go it's it's an adventure and it's so beautiful mm-hmm. and the art form that it is people it, yep. it's a it's such a journey um, would you say that you think that's your favorite part or what's your favorite part about what do you, what you do? You think, I think my favorite thing overall and the storyteller sessions is a part of that. In fact, everything's a part of it because yeah. what I really like about all things narrative and the reason why I really wanted to create something, right? Cause I didn't know I was going to be an entrepreneur, but now that I look back, you ever like look back on your life and you're like, Oh yeah, all the seeds were there the whole time. Right. Yes. yes. That's like how it was yes. like my first yeah. job. Uh, I didn't want to get like a traditional job. So I'm like, I'm just going to like start teaching drums and do my own company. And I was like, Oh yeah, that is entrepreneurial. Yeah. It? I didn't want to like be bagging groceries and stuff like that. Mm. Now there's anything wrong with that. But, um, you know, with all things narrative, I love that I have created something that's, you know, it, it really comes from my heart. It comes yeah, from my tell. experience. It comes from passion, but it's not a one size fits all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like every storyteller session we've done has never been exactly the same, not that's just because sure. of the themes, but just because of who's there. Right. Yeah. It's the people that bring it alive and make it what it is mm. so that each one of those is a unique experience. Yeah. And that's true for everything I do yeah. for when I do my live a meaningful story coaching program, when I do workshops, classes, yeah. any sort of events. Right. What I love is that even though I have like a template, I have things I've created, I have narrative practices, I have lots of tools and skills Mm -hmm. that I can come in with. It's also at the same time something that is very conducive to who I'm with at the moment, right? Mm. That's one of the things I really took away from with school, with grad school was that you don't want to just go in and be the expert and act like you know exactly how you're going to fix everything <laughs> yeah. or do everything, right? You want to have a sense of openness yeah. to, um, you know, as we as Christians say, to how the spirit might lead, right? Mm-hmm. But just in general, we want to be open to what might happen yeah. and to what's going on in the room. Yeah. And so I love being like everything I've done with All Things Narrative has never been exactly the same twice. Mm. And I really, really enjoy the, the work of getting to figure out how to best serve someone yeah. in their story. Yeah. One thing I'm curious about, yeah. um, because you are going to vulnerable places with people, right? Mm-hmm. And you're 
unpacking stories, but also wounds from yeah. people. So what do you do? H- have you come across this where you're, you know, coaching someone or helping a group go through the process of unpacking their lives and people get to a wound where they just can't face or it's traumatic mm-hmm. or maybe, I mean, I know I, there are people who I love who have remembered things that they didn't realize mm-hmm. was a part of their Absolutely. story. And Absolutely. Wh- how do you navigate that? It depends if it's in a group or if it's in a one-on-one, yeah. right? And again, relationship is everything because mm. I, what I really love about what I do and the way I've structured all things narrative is that it is about building relationships. And my kind of long-term vision is to build this community of people who are on this journey yeah. towards telling and living their stories more meaningfully, right? Mm, that's good, and yeah. And community is a key word there because it's it's about making connections with people and realizing, you know, so a lot of the times I'll be like, you know, I know someone who's experienced, I haven't experienced, like I haven't experienced a lot of things, right? Yeah. And I don't know how to handle everything. I know somebody who's kind of been through something similar. Can I kind of connect you guys together? Nice. And so I love doing that, yeah. right? I love bringing people together. But I think um, in terms of when that, vulnerability comes in and that woundedness, you know, and it's, again, it's an honor like to hear that. Right. Because if it is, it is an honor. And I I don't take that lightly when that comes Mm. up in conversation. Right. But I think it's really just, um, I, I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this here. So I had to, uh, when I was doing my hours, like training hours in my grad school program, I had to film myself kind of, uh, you know, coaching, counseling yeah. people. Right. And I had to send what I filmed in, uh, for people to mm-hmm. like evaluate, evaluate how yep. I was doing. Right. And evaluate one, your empathy. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> wow. And one person uh, said something that was really helpful is like, you seem like, you know what you want to say, uh, and you're just kind of waiting for that moment to get to say that Ooh, thing. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Yep, you could see that on the tape, you know? Um, So that's how, you know. Wow. But what they said is, you might see where I'm going with this, is they said, here's what I want to challenge you to do next time you're with someone. Do not, in your brain, think about what you are going to say or how you are going to respond until the very last word comes out of their mouth. Wow. And it's okay if it's silent for a few seconds, right? It's okay to embrace that stillness right but we want to be truly in the moment with people and not get ahead of them right because that's what a lot of people do is like oh okay they're really depressed and they're crying okay i know exactly what i want to say right Mm -hmm. i know what tool i want to bring we don't want to be like job's friends and be like miserable comforters (laughs) right or Um, which i'm guilty of we are so excited to connect. We want to share our own story. Yes, yes. But it's like, might be the wrong timing or it just seems like you're waiting So they, they got on me for that too, right? And mm. this is what they said. They said, funnel your enthusiasm into good questions. Oh, so good. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that's it, you know? So instead of like saying, 
you know, oh, well, it sounds like so, 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 then just Because I like, do that too. We all do that, right? <laughs> we all do that. But the skills, the listening skills that you get, right? Uh, it really, cha- and I do this with people. Like when I come into groups is I yeah. have these tools that I implement and sometimes it's really hard for them to hold back, right? But yes. at the same time, there's something so liberating about just being in the moment and not getting ahead of people. And like, if somebody's like sad, you know, not thinking, how can I quickly help them to get over this? Yeah. This is uncomfortable for me, yeah. right? How yeah. can but, I fix it? But just being in the moment. And even if I do have something I know I want to say or something I'm thinking about right, yeah. I kind of have to just put it in the back of your brain for that moment yeah. and just be truly in because sometimes we miss out on that opportunity to go deeper with people mm. um, because we put ourselves first and we center Dang. ourselves and that's what we have to really be careful of. If we really want to open ourselves up yeah, to the good. stories of others. Those are tools I'm gonna I'm I'm yes. gonna take away yes. that. Um, I know we're we're about to throw it to you for some takeaways, but yeah, just so you know, I'm already gleaning. Yeah. <laughs> so good. so I gotta take this course, right? Yeah. Um, so man, you have you have so much. Uh, life lessons have learned that you have learned uh, and you've been able to hear so many people's stories. Um, but you've, you have a lot to share. Um, but I want you and Kelly too. Kelly wants you to do this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So look in the camera okay. and to anyone listening, uh, give one or two takeaways, encouragements, sure. lessons, whatever you want sure. to impart as a final gift to our audience. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. He's getting ready. That's right. Get ready, right? All right, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so I just want to say that in life, we all have stories. And the beautiful thing about our stories is that they're not formed in isolation. They're formed in community with each other. And so even if you feel lost in your own story, I highly, highly encourage you to find people, find genuine human connection, as hard and as messy as that can be sometimes. But to be able to find people who want to be on this journey with you, right? Through the story of your life is telling that you're living because we only get to do this once. We only get one shot at this journey. And no one should feel lost along the way. And so recognize that your story matters because you matter. Your story has value because you have value. And I challenge you to think about what does it mean for you to live your story more meaningfully? And what would it be like if you can take the tools and the language and the art of storytelling that's filled with intentionality and meaning baked into it and to say, okay, how am I going to, like you said, Jeanette, take the puzzle pieces, right? Mm -hmm. Put them on the table and say, all right, let me straighten my story out. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that everything's going to go my way. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to control my own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. The life happens, right? But everything that I ask people to do in all things narrative is stuff that I've had to do myself. And I've had to go through my life 
and take a journey. And so I'd encourage you to do the same. And if that's something you're interested in, then please connect with us uh, at allthingsnarrative.com. Perfect. And we'd be more than happy uh, to sit down, have a free just consultation just to talk and connect, and then just to see, like, how can I support you in your story? Because my goal, and this is my full-time job, right? All Mm -hmm. Things Narrative, and Lord willing, it'll stay that way for years to come as, you know, life happens, right? But... I really want my full-time job to just be supporting people mm. in their stories. And so that's why I created All Things Narrative. It's not just for me to, you know, do do something I enjoy, but it's ultimately for you to be able to have someone to connect with in your story, someone who will listen and care and say, yes, let's do this together. Mm. I think someone out there really needed to hear that, my friend. Without a doubt. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. On yeah, thank you so much podcast. for having me. This was yeah, fun. You're welcome. It was a good one. You got anything else to add, Kel? Uh, no, we would you normally at this point would say, how can people contact you? But you already you, did that. You, you nailed are it. a pro. Yeah. See? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, been you know, practicing and <laughs> whatnot yeah. with these different things. So yeah, I just want to say thank you both again for having me on here. Uh, I love that there's a podcast now that you guys are doing mm-hmm. and that you're connecting with people, listening, yes. creating that space for their stories. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you're, yes, this is a story, yes. a place for stories. It all comes that back is. to it does. It does. So <laughs> I know it's, it's, that's the daunting task, right. Of realizing you're creating like all things narrative. It's such a macro thing. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, please connect all things, narrative.com, social media at all things narrative and check out the all things narrative podcast where we explore the relationships between the stories we love and the stories we live. Mm. Love it. And the only way we can connect with you is if you do all the things, subscribe yes. and share, listen to more mm. conversations with. Thank you so much yes. for tuning in here at studio at 1201 powered by speakeasy studios. Y'all, my name is Jeanette Brown and I have had the pleasure of co-hosting with Kelly Allen and our guest for today. We had a great conversation. Derek Hatch, thank you so much. And we will see you on the next episode. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and join us for the next episode.